This is Goals with Soul, a podcast for visionary coaches and entrepreneurs, building your business with inspired action. In alignment with your mission and authentic message, so you can create impact for your soul clients and feel lit up every day. I'm your host, Joe Ingram, married mum of three daughters from London and a former ad agency director turned business coach and strategist. In Goals with Soul, we blend revenue generation with energetics, marketing strategies with pranic healing, and ambitious business goals with our soul's desires. If you're looking to build your business with less efforting and more ease, this is the podcast for you. Let's dive in. Welcome to Goals with Soul. I'm Joanna Ingram and it's nearly the end of May. Like, how did that even happen? You know, we always say as we get older, like the years go faster and faster. And I know I'm feeling that even more acutely than ever before. And I think it's got something to do with our industry as well. It's like the pace of it. It's so incredibly fast. And I know from experience, and maybe this resonates with you too, that when you set an intention or a goal to do something in your business, it always seems to take longer than you originally expected it to, whether that's creating a new offer or getting a new revenue stream, starting a new form of marketing. It always seems to be something that you set the intention, you create the action steps, and then time just expands, but not in the right way. It sort of heads outwards into the distance. And one of the things that I think that was definitely true for me for was Instagram, mastering Instagram content, understanding how the algorithm worked in my favor or you usually not. (laughs) Um, Starting to really understand the form of engagement on Instagram and also getting to love the platform and the marketing I was doing within it. And there are so many different ways of marketing yourself in general, and especially on Instagram, that it's not surprising that we don't instantly love everything that happens on the platform and find that Instead of making really fast progress, things tend to take a bit of a left turn and then a meander and and then kind of stop for a while for a nice cup of tea and then take off again much slower and then a bit faster. And well, I could carry on, but I think you get the picture. And so for me, today's episode is really close to my heart. The phenomenal Maggie Collette is joining us, who is one of the leading voices in our industry for Instagram growth. I'm going to share a little bit more about her in just a sec and our amazing conversation where she really dives into the nitty-gritty of the strategy about how you can specifically use Instagram to grow your business. But first, I also wanted to share something that really changed the game for me, not just on Instagram, but across all of the content and all of the platforms that I share from my email marketing through to showing up on LinkedIn and right here on this podcast. And that was really getting in tune with my own messaging. One of the things that frustrates me most about what I see in this industry is amazing, talented coaches leaping in to trainings like those on Instagram and trainings for creating new offers and trainings about LinkedIn lead generation and, well, trainings about pretty much anything that's business related when they haven't deep dived into their own messaging and created emotive, resonant messaging that really calls to their specific soul clients. Now, if you're going out there and you are doing the training and you're following the advice and you're not getting the exact results that you desire, chances are you actually have a messaging problem, not a strategy problem. Well, unless you count messaging as a strategy, which incidentally I do, because it is the 
at least in my book, the absolute ring that rules them all. A bit of a reference to Lord of the Rings. But when I saw that, I was like, ah, I get it now. It's like no point in doing all the other things if the one fundamental thing that underpins the success in all other areas isn't in place yet. And you may find that you had messaging that's sort of kind of working because you're working with paying clients, but it's not going to take you to the next level. What got you here isn't going to get you there with regard to your brand messaging, because this is where you get to play bigger than ever before. You get to elevate. You get to choose who your clients are through your brand messaging. And then every other strategy you deploy in your marketing and in your business, every other training you invest your time, your money and your energy in will suddenly evoke the response you desire, which let's be honest, is attracting the clients that you desire to work with most. And they will undoubtedly be those clients who are ready, willing and excited to invest in themselves, to invest that higher investment that gets them to the next level faster, the the offer that you've created specifically to help them reach their outcome, their goals. They're not going to be the clients that are stuck in scarcity and yet don't follow the process. They're going to be the heck yes clients that when you see them on the calendar, you get super thrilled and excited and you cannot wait to dive into that session. And we all know what it feels like on the flip side, where your calendar is just over full of all the things you have to do, that obligation list that makes you just want to hide under the duvet and and not come out for a week. Now, if that's you and you know that your messaging has to be in place before you get your next level of success in every other thing that you do, click the link in the show notes and book a free aligned messaging breakthrough call. If you're on my email list, you may have already seen that I'm sharing them just this month. Let's create a clear picture of where your zone of genius is missing from your messaging and what it feels like to align your soul's work in your marketing. We'll identify what your dream clients need to know in order to fall head over heels in love with your offers and also uncover the key messaging gaps that are causing you to miss the mark with your most desirable next level clients. If you want to uncover the secret to elevating your messaging without the self-doubt or the overthinking and get my personalized advice for a three-part aligned messaging action plan to light that fire in your belly to be more authentically visible so you can stand out as that expert in your industry Just drop into the show notes and book a free one-to-one aligned messaging breakthrough session just this month with me. And when you have got crystal clear clarity on your messaging and you're able to resonate with your soul clients, all your other marketing activities are going to be absolutely supercharged, including elevated metrics and results on your social media platforms like Instagram. And stay tuned to learn the exact strategies that Maggie Collette shares with her six and seven figure clients to grow their following and results on Instagram. Maggie broke her soul in the corporate world for 10 years before falling in love with a first class champagne lifestyle of a travel blogger. And now she helps female entrepreneurs to unleash their potential and skyrocket their sales all through the little app on their phone, Instagram. She studied that pesky algorithm so you don't have to. Went from 5,000 followers to 65,000 in less than a year, getting regrammed by the likes of Boss Babe and Khloe Kardashian. So if you're a female entrepreneur who's ready to go viral, to grow your audience and get paid by showing up on Instagram, let's dive in. Hello, Maggie. Welcome to Goals with Soul. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for having me on the show. 
I'm so happy to have you here. Your topic is something that me and my coachy friends have been talking about all the time because Instagram is just one of these places that we love, but doesn't always love us back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's the first problem is everyone needs to shift their mindset. One of my favorite sayings, Joe, is to say to yourself, you know, I love Instagram and it loves me right back because I know there's so much frustration out there because I used to be that person a couple of years ago. I was like, oh no, Instagram hates me. The algorithm hates me. No one's seeing my content. So I can completely relate to anyone who is feeling like that. And my invitation first and foremost is going to be to just kind of change that story in your head. And the second you go into, okay, do you know what? I'm going to embrace the platform for what it is and I'm just going to show up as me you'll notice that things start to shift Mm, that's intriguing we're going to go into detail in that I can't wait to ask (laughs) you literally how we should do it but first I'd love to know a little bit about your trajectory I know a little bit because we talked just now that you had a big big job a while back and like a lot of us, my listeners and myself included, made the decision to to walk away and, and do something for yourself. Yeah, I did. So I kind of did that typical thing, which I think a lot of people do is, you know, I went to, left school, um, went into uni, got my degree, and then I moved to London. I got a grad job and I went for lots of interviews. And if I'm completely honest, I didn't really know what I was signing up to. I'd done like an, a business and management degree with French. I got a job with a bank. And before I knew it, I was over 10 years in the private banking industry. And I kind of went into it not really knowing what I was getting into. And then by the end, I just... I was like a shadow of my former self. I was exhausted. I was burnt out. I was a nervous wreck, if I'm completely honest. I was working very long hours and kind of the the straw that probably broke the camel's back for me was I was starting to pass out on planes and at work. And I went to the doctors, got some tests done. And the doctor just said to me, he was like, this is killing you, your lifestyle, because I was traveling the world as well. And whilst to the outside world, it seemed very glamorous because I was traveling business class, first class, staying in five star hotels. You know, I would get, I would step off a 13 hour flight, go to the hotel, shower, change and be expected to do a 12 hour day, you know, and it just wasn't sustainable. And it was just, it just wasn't what I wanted to do. So... I quit that. Well, I tried to quit it once um, and then was offered a promotion and a massive pay rise. And I probably got to the top of my game in kind of the industry that I was in. And then I just realized I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, I don't want to be like that person who, you know, who has that heart attack at 35. So I walked away from a very very lucrative position. I was on a multi six-figure salary. And I had no plan B. The only thing I knew was that I just couldn't do another day there. And so I went traveling for six months around Asia just to find myself again and just to reconnect with myself. And then it was kind of at that point, like I'd 
toyed with the idea the year before of working for myself, but I didn't really know what that would look like. Um, and then going traveling just kind of gave me a bit of headspace. And then when I came back, I it was the summer of 2017, I started my coaching business and kind of the rest is history since then. One of the things I love about your whole story is the fact that a lot of us can resonate so deeply with that, this idea of sleeping in your bed because you've made it, right? We've done the big degree. We've been the good girls. We've gone on to get the big job that makes us feel proud that we're expected to get and not feeling happy in it and making ourselves feel ill over time is something that we keep putting to the back of our mind. Like, yeah, but this was the dream. And what would I do if I didn't do this? And similarly to you, I ended up working in my industry for way longer than I should have done. It was on my heart to leave that advertising industry after my first daughter was born. But I ended up working in the industry for 18 years in the end until the pandemic. And as I say, the universe finally kicked my ass and said, enough's enough. Now you do what's actually on your heart rather than what you think you should do out of fear for keeping the salary going and all of these things. Yeah, it's interesting because I think we're all, well, we've been brought up or conditioned by society growing up that success looks a certain way. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but for me, what was drilled into me was, oh, success is getting a good job. A success looks like moving to London. Success is the six-figure salary and the nice house and the nice car. It was other people's version of success. And then when I got there, it was like, why am I really not happy or fulfilled? Because to the outside world, you, you know, and my friends would say, you are living the dream life. Like, what are you complaining about? But they just couldn't see behind the scenes, like how hard I was working, how exhausted I was and how unhappy I was as well. And then, and I think this is a really important thing to remember for, you know, the business owners and the coaches listening right now is don't buy into what other people's definition of success looks like, because you get to create that definition for yourself. And it's going to look very different for everyone. But for me, now it's actually waking up when I want to wake up. It's going to the gym in the middle of the day. It's being able to work from my phone and work with whoever I, you know, being able to kind of choose my clients and say yes to the projects I want to say yes to and no to the things that I don't want to. So don't make it about material things. Don't make it about the money. Actually kind of look beyond that. Yeah, that's such good advice. And I love the way as well that you have clearly allowed yourself to evolve over time because you're here today as a massive Instagram success who now teaches Instagram as your specialty. But I don't suppose that's how you started as a coach. I'd love to know that bit of the story because I've evolved and a lot of my message in the whole brand messaging space is that you get to change. You get to adapt your message as you find new things that are on your heart. So I think it's incredibly inspiring that 
people launch as generics in their field and then find a calling that is very unique and special to them. And I'd love to know your personal journey on that. Yeah, sure. And what I would say is I think a lot of people get stuck because they think, oh my goodness, I've chosen this industry or this niche. I can't possibly change now, you know, what will people think? Or I've already invested X amount of money into, into you know, certifications and programs and things. So before I actually, in the last year of my corporate role, I started a luxury travel blog, more as a hobby. I was traveling the world and I just wanted to do something creative that I had control over. And to be honest, I never in a million years expected anything to happen with it. I didn't expect to get readers, but I did. People were subscribing. My blog at the time is called Planes and Champagne. Um, and then when I started my coaching business, I actually started by teaching bloggers and influencers how to monetize their blog. So I had a small Instagram audience at the time. It was, I had a thousand followers, but one of the biggest PR campaigns I secured was a private press trip to the Maldives for five nights that was worth about $20,000. And I remember people messaging me, other bloggers and influencers at the time, and they were saying, Mackie, how did you do that? How did you secure that? You only have a thousand followers and it was really interesting Joe seeing people's true colors because some people said some not very nice things and what I really want to highlight here to everyone is you don't need to have a big audience in order to see like financial success you get to monetize from a very small audience providing you're really good at what you do and I was really great at writing I was great at photography so Initially, I was attracting bloggers and influencers and I was showing them how to monetize. And then that evolved into corporate women. So women who were in there nine to five and they were like, Maggie, you left banking, like show us how you did that. I want to start my own business too. So I then pivoted to teaching and showing and mentoring corporate women who were looking to escape the nine to five. And then I kind of started evolving into the mindset coaching space as well. And it was around about that time where I was getting really frustrated with social media, specifically Instagram. So this was kind of late 2019. I loved the platform, but I felt like I was spending hours a day. I felt like I was on Instagram for six to seven hours a day. I wasn't signing clients consistently. My audience wasn't growing. And I kind of had a bit of a hissy fit. I threw my toys out of my pram and had a bit of a mini meltdown one day. And then I gave myself a pep talk and I was like, okay, Maggie, you've got two options here. Option one is you stay on the platform, but you commit to really understanding how it works you know that success is possible on this platform because you're seeing other women and other accounts being super successful. Or number two, you change social media platforms. And I weighed it up for a little bit. Like if I'm being completely transparent, I don't like Facebook. I really don't enjoy Facebook. So I was like, no, not Facebook isn't for me. LinkedIn, I was so traumatized from 11 years in private banking <laughs> that I deleted my LinkedIn account and left zero footprint or trail. I was like, nope, not going back on LinkedIn. And there just wasn't really any other alternative that really drew me the same way that Instagram did. So I spent the following six to nine months putting my ego to one side, not looking at the numbers, but just testing 
a lot of different types of content. I began to really study the explore page. I began studying the type of content that was performing well online. And I tested a lot of different content. And after about six months, initially, everything was going down. So for the first couple of months, I was losing followers. I was getting like not great engagement. And then everything started moving the right way. I started growing my audience. I started getting inquiries through on a consistent basis. And then all of a sudden, I just felt this calling to offer almost like a beta tester program. You know, I'd never done it before, but I was like, look, I really want to show other women how they can grow their business, grow their Instagram and monetize it. So I launched my first program that then became my signature program for two years. And I kind of haven't looked back since. Wow. I love how you follow the breadcrumbs and things just unfolded and you just stepped in with courage at each stage saying yes to things that were kind of coming to you through intuition and showing up in your real world environment. It's just the perfect model. And I can see how you've been able now to to get into this well, niche of an industry that you're so incredibly good at and so passionate about. Oh, so, thank you. It's interesting, Jay, because like I would say myself now, like the first year I was like, yes, like this is, you know, I really want to grow and I want to do this and that. And then the last over the last year, I've honestly just coasted because I love, I kind of prefer dedicating my time and energy to supporting my clients and I can get away with coasting now. <laughs> well, I think I checked this morning, you're like 100,000 followers-ish. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad coasting, right? No, 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 it's not (laughs) at all. And honestly, I'm super thankful and super grateful for that. Like if I'd really, you know, put my foot down, I I would have a bigger community, but I'm really happy with what I've built and what I've created. And again, it's about how you want to spend your energy. So for me, yes, I wanted to teach myself, but now I love expending my energy on actually supporting, you know, other women and other online business owners. That's what lights me up. Um, And I also want to say with, with that as well is it's important to put your ego to one side and not go in with expectations expectation so I was never really like oh my god you know I've hit 20k I've hit 30k I've hit 50k it was like okay great amazing I'm making more impacts now let's keep going and you honestly never know who is watching and who's going to come across your content so this is the beauty of social media especially organic social media marketing is your content could land with anyone it could land with Oprah. You know, I've had the Kardashians regram me multiple times and being like, oh my God, how have they found my content? But that's the power of social media is you never know who's watching. So to everyone who's listening, please don't be afraid to share your message because it will land with someone, even in the moments where it feels like no one's watching, even when it feels like you're losing followers more than you're gaining followers. There are people out there who need need to hear your message. Oh, that's so powerful. And I know from all the years working in advertising and media, the amount of money that advertisers spend to get their message out so that potential customers can see them and hear them. And sometimes we forget how privileged and lucky we are to have these organic channels. 
And yet we're not using them to the fullest potential. We're shying away from it. We're full of fear of judgment. We tell ourselves we don't know how when really we might know how, but we don't feel comfortable. And wrapping up with all these stories, which I'm sure you must have heard every story under the sun a million times. Mm. And I'm just wondering what are the things that differentiate someone that doesn't make the most of the platform to those that go on to not just grow their audience and those other vanity metrics, but actually go on to have a revenue generating business via Instagram. Okay. So number one is definitely the judgment piece and what people think is you have to leave that at the door because if you don't, you are forever limiting yourself. You're limiting yourself in terms of getting visible, in terms of your messaging, what it is that you actually want to communicate versus what it is that you're saying. And it's almost think of it as like having a tape over your mouth. So a lot of people have a tape over their mouth. They don't want to use certain language or say certain phrases because they worry what people will think when actually you get to be bold, you get to be brave and you get to be more daring. You also have to go into social media knowing that our accounts, your account is a public account, which means you are open to judgment. You are open to trolling. Like it's happened to me a couple of times, thankfully not that often. But I already know that because it's a public platform, you know, there will be people at times from time to time that project, but it's not me, it's them. They're the ones that are hurting. And you just have to go into it accepting and knowing that that could happen. However, if you're genuinely creating content from the heart, you are going to attract the right people into your world and your people aren't going to judge you. They're not going to criticize you. They're not going to troll you. So that's really the first thing is leaving judgment and other people's opinions and thoughts at the door because people are always, there's always going to be people out there who have an opinion, but they're not necessarily your people or your community. So that's the first piece of advice I would give. The second piece of advice is I would actually have an honest conversation with yourself. Like, could you be doing more? Like, are you genuinely showing up for yourself and your community every single day in a powerful way? And this is one exercise. I'm going to share um, a bit of a tip that I gave at a, it was a retreat I did a guest expert session at in LA a few months ago. And everyone was about 50 or 60 in the room. And I said, okay, who here in the room has gone live on Instagram for between three to five minutes every single day for a month straight? Who's done that? No one put their hands up. And I said, okay. If I was to say to you that by going live every single day for the next month, you would generate an additional anywhere between 10K to 100K extra in your business this year, would you do it? And what do you think the answer was? Oh, yeah. Everyone's got their hands up saying, of course I would. (laughs) Of course I would. And I was like, okay, so why, why is no one, why are you not doing it? And they just, it was almost like that mic drop moment. So I challenged them all off the back of that. I was like, okay, this is a serious challenge. Like seriously right now, my invitation for all of you is to go live every single day, share one piece of value. For the first few days, just make it value, value. 
and then tie it in with any upcoming launches you have coming in and then start making the call to action in the invitations. And then it was about six weeks after that, I had a message from one of the women in the room. She was the only woman out of the 60 that had committed to doing it every single day straight. The others tried and they fell off the bandwagon. And she messaged me and she said, oh my God, Maggie, I have to, I have to just say thank you. I said, why? She said, I did you, I did your challenge. I did what you said. I've just smashed my launch goals. Her previous launch was 5K. She ended the month on 55K. So she 10X'd her revenue and her impact, of course, in the process. And she was like, thank you so much. I was like, no, thank yourself. I'm just happy that you took, you know, you listened to what I said. So going back to your initial question, Joe, consistency is another thing is people get bored after a few days. They expect to see the results straight away. And after a five, six, seven, 10 days, they're thinking, oh, I'm not really seeing traction. This isn't working, so I'm going to stop. And actually, if you were, if you'd committed to running in the Olympics, for instance, let's say you're, you decide you want to do the 100-meter sprint, are you going to be quick enough for the Olympics after training for a week? Yes or no? Well, of course not. Exactly. You said, of course not. But the more you do it, the better you get at it, the faster Mm. you get. You then start to see the results. So, too many people are giving up too quickly. They're not giving it like the right amount of time to be able to see something that works, to be able to see that it works. And as I said at the beginning, when I started pivoting and like playing and testing with Instagram, I spent six to nine months testing to really start understanding what was working so that I could then teach from that space. So this, you know, this girl, Charlie, she saw epic results in in a month just from doing that. And it can happen that quickly, absolutely. But people just aren't being committed to doing something which should come very easily to us. So that is, that's my next biggest tip is, you know, for everyone listening right now, when did you last actually go live every single day for a month or share your offer on stories every single day for a month or make an invitation every single day for a month? So if you're not seeing the consistent revenue and you're not seeing the consistent inquiries, chances are there's a gap or there's an energy leak in the strategy that you're adopting, but also the mindset, like you have to go into it thinking, I'm super grateful for this platform. It's a free platform. I can reach, I could quite literally impact millions on this platform. So instead of focusing on what isn't working, commit to focusing on what is working, showing gratitude for it and just speaking from the heart, connecting with your audience. Connection's a key piece. A lot of it, it never surprises. Well, it does actually surprise me when I say to people, okay, how well do you know your audience? People say to me, oh, what do you mean? I'm like, okay, well, do you know people's names? Who watch your stories? Do you know what their struggles are, what they work in? And they're like, oh no, like I don't really DM. And I'm thinking, well, how are you going to get to know your audience then if you're not having conversations and you're not connecting? So that's definitely another key piece is the community element, is not just posting content, but actually taking the time to connect and have conversations with people. 
And, pe- and I know there's a lot of people out there who fear the DMs because of spammy DMs that they've received. And sadly, we all get those. But there is a right way to go about it. And you just have to see it as having a conversation with someone. Imagine you're going to a dinner party. You're being introduced to someone for the first time. You're not going to say, you know, Joe, if I met you for the first time, I'm not suddenly going to say, oh, hey, Joe, I'm Maggie. Um, I'm an Instagram coach. I'm amazing. Like, you, you really need my help and my services. This is my program. Buy from me. You know, if that was our first interaction, you would be like, whoa, who is this crazy girl? I'm not going to buy from you. I don't know you. So it's taking the time to build up that no factor, that like factor and that trust factor as well. There's so much good advice coming there. I'm like, I've got one question. I've got another question, but I'm going to dive in with what I think is something that has been so true for me. And I know is true for a lot of my clients and a lot of other coaches I speak to in the industry, because you have zeroed in on two aspects of Instagram. You've talked about lives and you've talked about DMs. And I know that some of the paths of least resistance include some pretty Canva graphics. And, you know, there's so many different ways that we can show up on Instagram, but we also know that Feeding the algorithm gods has got to be part of what we do. And like you said, connection. Is it that going live and getting in the DMs are really the two places where it's at? Is it reels? Is it carousels? Is it, you know, all of these different ways we can use it? Yeah. So it depends on what your goal is. So it's interesting because a lot of like, I'm going to ask you the question, Joe, when did you last go live on Instagram? Maggie, you are putting (laughs) a sword through my heart right now. Like going live on Instagram has been on my to-do list for a ridiculous amount of time. I work with a coach, someone that we have in common, and she keeps saying to me, Joe, why aren't you going live? Where are you? And I'm like, yeah, I totally need to do that. And yet I put my creative energy into my podcasting. When I feel this need to express, I jump in my daughter's closet, pick up my phone and I record a podcast episode, which is awesome. But I often ask myself, why aren't you also picking up the camera and just doing a a five minute piece? And yet another day passes. So it's a curious thing. Tell, you know, Maggie, what, what am I missing? Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because um, who we both have in common, she, she was kind of exactly the same initially. And she was actually one of my founding students when I rolled out my beta tester program. So what I would say is in terms of lives, the algorithm isn't, Instagram doesn't help you. It's almost like the least powerful in terms of reach but it's actually the most powerful in terms of monetization okay so as an example I I went live earlier and I think the maximum I had on at any one time I don't usually go live in the morning in fairness I usually go live in the evening because I have a lot of US a big US community and they're all asleep at the moment um but I think I had a maximum of maybe 18 on at at any one time you know people dial in and drop off now if I was to if I put my ego there and was like, oh, I'm not going to go live unless I have at least 1,000 people watching at any one time, I would never go live. But I also know that Instagram doesn't tell your audience when you are live, which is why most people watch the replay. So I've had clients in the past who have 
um, done my live challenge and then they've stopped and they've said, Maggie, I'm not doing it anymore because no one was live. I wasn't talking to anyone. So I then said, okay, well, you, did you put the replay on your feed? And they said, well, no, because no one was there. And I said, yeah, but what about all the people who are going to watch on replay? So this particular student, she then kind of put her ego to one side, went live the next day. By the end of the week, she'd had two inquiries just from the replay. She was like, oh my God, Maggie, I've had two inquiries. I was like, of course. So with lives, not many people are going to join your live at the moment that you're live, but that's okay. I don't want you to think about how many people are watching. Just know that that's going to work for you after you've gone live because people will watch the replay. So IG Lives, it helps people to tap into your energy very, very quickly and you get to build up the no like and trust factor with them very, very quickly, which is why they are very powerful in terms of monetization. Now, in terms of features that, that are going to be more favorable from an algorithm perspective, I mean, I'm going to say reels because there's no shelf life with reels. So with carousel posts, with static posts, there's a shelf life now. So with carousels perform better than completely static posts, if, you're, if you have great value in there, your carousel could work for a few days for you. But unless you're hitting the explore page, your shelf life expires within about 12 hours. Whereas with reels, what happens, Joe, is typically when reels go viral, they don't go viral until several weeks after you've done the reel. But a lot of people get consumed with how many views they have in the first 20 minutes or in the first hour or in the first day. Again, forget about the views. It's not about the views. You know, you could have a reel that has 10,000 views and gives you zero inquiries, or you could have a reel that has 100 views and gives you two inquiries. Like, which would you choose? The 10,000 views one or the one where you have 100 views and get two inquiries? Yeah, absolutely. And Reels has become obviously a massive part of the platform. And now you can record Reels for a longer period of time. Like the, you can record, what what is it up to it's now? 90 seconds at the moment. I suspect it will increase because uh, every kind of three to six months, you know, it, it started out at 15 seconds, then it was 30 and 45 and 60, now 90. So I'm sure it will go to two minutes at some point. <laughs> so if somebody was going to show up and and give a quick talking point, give some bite-sized value. Would you say do a quick live or record a reel? Well, when you after you've gone live, it now uploads as a reel, even though it's a live. But what I would say in terms of if you're looking to kind of hack the algorithm, I would record a reel. So try and keep it to under 60 seconds. And one of the main reasons why people don't do reels is because they feel like they have to dance mm. and people don't really want to dance to music. And what I want to say to those people is you don't need to do that. And actually the most powerful way that you can monetize through reels is actually by doing spoken reels over dancing reels. Because again, people get to tap, they get to actually hear your voice, not watch you pointing. And providing you're giving value, they get a download of you within a super short space of time that makes them think, oh, wow, I can hear her. She's giving great advice. Who is this woman? I need to follow her. I want to consume more content. And you get to convert significantly quicker than if you were doing a dancing reel. So that's another golden tip for everyone. 
Yeah, I mean, I love all these tips and I know all the objections to this because I've told them all myself in the past. And I know one of the objections that often comes up is I want to give great value. I have amazing client relationships. I've created amazing transformation, but put me on the spot and expect me to give value spontaneously in a couple of minutes every single day. And suddenly we're like, oh, I don't know what to say. And these are from experienced coaches that you know, could could probably get up on a stage and do a half hour presentation. But there's something about the idea of just sharing something that means there's a lot of um, ah, energy. I just thought I'd jump on to um, ah, I'm on the way back from the gym and um, ah, kind of energy that makes people think no one wants to hear this from me. And if I'm not going to show up like my former corporate brilliance, and be able to drop pearls of wisdom, then maybe today's not the day. Have you come across this before or am I just like completely unusual? Uh, no, <laughs> you're not <laughs> unusual at all. But my invitation is going to be to like push past that. So a great example, I was in the gym doing a weight session um, with my trainer just before this our podcast interview. And I just pulled up outside my house and I was sat in the car and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do a quick, I'm going to do a quick live. I'm going to turn into a reel. So I got my phone out. I spent the first five seconds just saying, hey everyone, I've just, I'm in the car. I've just got back from the gym, but I thought I'd just share these three tips with you today. So I had, I probably spent about 60 seconds before going live thinking, okay, what three tips do I want to share? And I just had a quick look in my feed from tips I'd shared before. So you get to repurpose content. If you're all business owners, you know, whether you've been going six months or six years, there's so much content that you've already shared out there. Just take one golden piece of advice, one golden nugget. That's all you need to say and then just make your invitation. So people overthink it. And the more they overthink, the more they suddenly start getting overwhelmed and procrastinating. And then they think, oh, no, I, 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 you know, this is too much. I'm not going to do it. And actually, what you're then doing is you're denying your audience a solution to their problem. Is mm. you're playing small, you're, you're staying small, and you're not making the impact in the world that you want to be making because you're overthinking what to say when actually you just get to ask yourself the question, what's one thing that my people need to hear today? What is that one message? And then you go, you open up the app, you click live or you click on the reel and you just film and you just quite literally say, hey, I'm Joe Ingram. This is my, this is the one message I want to share with you today. And I always, when I do my reels, I do like a bit of a 10 second intro in terms of, hi, I'm Maggie Collette. I've helped online business owners grow and scale their Instagram for the last two years and make millions of dollars. This is the tip I want to share with you today. So very quickly, I'm positioning myself as an authority figure because I've already got my one line and memorized and then I go straight into tip mode. So that's something else that I would invite everyone to think about is have your one liner that positions you as an authority figure because the people that consume your reels are first and foremost, actually going to be new people. They're not going to be your existing audience. So they're not going to know your history. So they're going to want to want to know why are you the person to help them and why they should stick around to watch the rest of your reel. And then you just share that one tip, that one thing that they need to hear. And then you wrap it up and you just say, you know, if you have like 
let me know in the comments if you found this useful. And if you're looking for more tips, then you can download my free guide by clicking the link in bio. Or, you know, I've just opened up the doors to my new beta program. DM me the word beta for more info. Boom. Done. Oh, I love that because you've also moved to the subject of giving an invitation. And I know I work with clients who are terrified about giving an invitation. It just feels icky and salesy. But one of the things that I've really absorbed from what you've just said is actually when we get really comfortable with just creating those invitations, it just gets easier and easier. And and we've got to start somewhere. It does. And also, I want to invite everyone to see it as serving. It shouldn't feel icky. If you're providing, if you genuinely have a solution to someone's problem, what is icky about that? Yeah, absolutely. And that is our platform. That's where we create the impact, the income, the sales. And if we're shying away and we're not creating opportunities for people to move close to us and work with us, then, well, in all honesty, you're going to have to, well, I was thinking of a funny way to say it, but ultimately stop because why are you bothering? And that's where I guess that energy comes, where people just get tired of social media because they're putting so much energy in and trying to put the posts out every single day and then saying, this platform doesn't bring me business or enough business. But the gap is in, I suspect, from what I've heard from you today, in the invitation and also in the connection and the community piece about getting into the DMs. I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about that. Obviously, there's the content piece where we're showing up regularly and we're giving great value. And then you you talked a bit before about how really when it comes to conversion and, and getting those connections to move forward, it's about real connection and community via the, the DMs. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you know, who, if I was to ask you the question right now, right, Joe, who do people buy from? What would your answer be? Who do people buy from? Yeah. Well, do- people that they know, like, and trust. Yeah. But the, the key word I was looking for there was people. People buy from people. Okay. So that's the first step. The second step is people buy from people who they then know, like, and trust. So how are you giving your community the opportunity to number one, get to know you, number two, get to like you, and number three, get to trust you. The first piece in the getting to know you is by you actually showing up and being visible. The second piece by them getting to like you is by you being your true authentic self, not being afraid to show up on lives with the messy hair, don't care look, not being afraid to show up and be vulnerable and just say you know what guys today I've had a I've actually been really overwhelmed today and this this and this has happened but here I am I'm showing up and I just want to remind you that you get to turn and shift your energy very quickly and the third piece getting people to trust you goes back to the authority piece by giving value by giving them tangible tips and then by making that invitation so that's ultimately what sales and service boils down to is connection and value. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I love this. And I know that getting in the DMs is an amazing way to get to know your community. And I love the conversations that I've had. But I also know that getting into those conversations isn't always easy for people. They're like, well, what do I say? Do I reach out cold? Do I invite people to talk to me? What if no one's in my DMs, so many people say, you know, there's no one in my DMs. I don't know what I should be saying to people. How do I reach out? For those people that are not yet really in the groove of the DMs in Instagram, Mm. how should people get started? 
I'd say on the stories. So it's really interesting, Jay, because you just <laughs> you've just reminded me about a product that I used to have that I then had to can during COVID because of the postal service stopping. Um, and I created a card deck. Uh, it was yeah almost three years ago now because people would say to me Maggie I don't know what to say on stories so there'd be like prompts so a prompt a great prompt that I could give you right now is you know on a Monday you could go on to stories and ask your audience a question like the key thing with starting conversations through the DMs is actually allowing your audience to get curious with you and for you to ask questions so you might say on a Monday oh you might do almost like a few questions and say, right, here's a hot fire round. Answer the question that's most relevant to you. Question one, are you a tea person or a coffee person? And let people vote. Question two, are you a beach person or a city person? And then they'll vote. Question three, um, you know, whatever your whatever comes to mind. And then people will start voting because they'll be like, oh, this is like a fun quiz or a fun game. And then what you get to do is you could also ask the question, okay, what is your go-to coffee? Is it a cappuccino? Is it a latte? Is it a black coffee? And then you can just go into the DMs and just say, oh, hey, you know, thanks so much for voting. It's lovely to connect with you. Um, I just wanted to reach out and say hi and just thanks so much for being part of my community. I see that you're also based in the UK and that you're a, a VA. You know, which part of the country do you live in? So it goes back to being a human and seeing it as having a conversation. It's not about in that first or second message going straight in with a sales pitch because you actually don't know if that person is even right or suited for your offer. But what you're getting to do is you're actually getting to know your audience and you're building a relationship with your community. And at some point, if they are right for what it is that you have to offer, then they will they will purchase from you because you'll have started building up that relationship with them. They'll they'll know you, they trust you, they like you. And it's just a matter of when, not if. Very, very powerful. I really appreciate that. I love the way that you are making these steps really easy for us mm. to go. They make perfect sense. Yes, I can do it. Yeah, I, I can't really say I don't know how to do it because some of this stuff is common sense. It's just getting back to how I would act in real life, but moving yeah. it into that Instagram place. Yeah. You know something that's been coming up a lot lately? Yeah. TikTok. Right. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of coaches who are around my age, which is distinctly midlife, who are not abandoning Instagram, but definitely moving their attention primarily on to TikTok. Yeah. What's your thoughts about this? Yeah. So it's really interesting. So I met a friend, a new friend, about five or six months ago. We were both in LA and we were staying in the same hotel together. Um, and he's a TikTok influencer and he'd grown his account from zero to 1 million in 11 months. Mm. And we went hiking one day and I gave him some Instagram tips because his Instagram is nowhere near as big as his TikTok. My Instagram is bigger than his and he was giving me TikTok tips. And I mean, there's so much opportunity with TikTok. It's not going anywhere. It's exploding. I do have a TikTok account, which I actually started with with his strategy and with his tips. I haven't yet dedicated the time I want to with it, but I would say that with it, you just 
pick a niche, like decide what value it is that you want to show up with. It doesn't need to be dancing and just commit to being consistent for at least a month. The second you're consistent for at least a month, the, the algorithm will start to shift in your favor. Would you say that you can multipurpose the same content across platforms or do you have to be more mindful and a little bit distinct about the way that you create content? You can definitely multipurpose elements. So you can definitely take the same ideas. Now, because I've not yet had the opportunity to study TikTok, I'll be doing that over Christmas. Um, I can't say, and I know a lot of people do replicate, you know, both across the same. However, if I was to compare Instagram and Facebook, I would actually say the two are very different. Just because something's working well for you on Facebook doesn't mean it will work. It will have the same impact on Instagram. The reason being is that Facebook is not a visual platform. Facebook is all about the story. It's all about the copywriting. It's all about the caption. With Instagram, it's all about the visual initially. And when Instagram started, it was like it was start, it was started for photographers. It was a photographer's platform. And that's evolved. You know, it's changed so much in the last 11 years. Um, but you can take the copy that you have from Facebook and write it in Instagram. However, the visual can't be the same. It has to be significantly more visually appealing. So, yes, take elements by all means but I wouldn't necessarily do like the exact same duplication. Maggie, thank you so much for all of this value you're giving. I know that I'm not the only one that's going to leave this episode fired up and ready yeah. to, to show up a lot more on Instagram. We always share some inspired action at the end of an episode that we can go away and just get started on something that's going to help us build our business with ease. What would be your suggestion? You know, I'm actually going to invite everyone to commit to being consistent and showing up for a week solidly. Okay. It's don't overthink it. Just go into your phone. Just think about, ask your answer the question right now is okay, what one message does my ideal client need to hear today? You should know very quickly what that message is and then just go straight into the app, hit that live button. If you feel like you need to put a filter on, put a filter on. Just hit the go live and just speak from the heart in relation to one key piece of value. Commit to doing that. I would actually invite you all to commit to doing that for at least a month and just watch what happens. But also make sure you include a call to action at the end of every single live that you do. Oh, I love this suggestion. It's going to be a challenge. It may even trigger some people. Obvious question. I'm, I'm the good girl in the class with a hand raised. How long? What must we go live for in each case? I'd say between three to five minutes. So not long. So gone are the days, Joe, where you want to jump on Instagram and do a live for 30 minutes. It's just it, people, people's attention span is increasingly shorter and shorter now. And that's because of TikTok. So this is why even with Reels, the optimum length of time now is actually reduced for five to seven seconds. Six months ago, it was seven to nine seconds. And six months before that, it was nine to 11 seconds. So our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. So keep your videos short, sweet and straight to the point. Amazing. Because as content creators, it just got easier. No one can say no to a two minute live, which I love. Thank you for that suggestion, Maggie. And if 
people want to find you, follow you, learn more about your work, where can we find you online? You can find me on Instagram. My handle is, um, it's probably going to be in the show notes, but it's just at think underscore like underscore a underscore boss dot co because someone else had taken the main the main handle. Um, so yeah, that's Instagram is my home. Fantastic. And indeed, the link is in the show notes. So just go along there, click on it, go follow Maggie on Instagram and learn her amazing tips. Maggie, just to say thank you so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And my thanks again to Maggie for demystifying so much about Instagram, that little app that has a disproportionate amount of importance to many of us building our business in the online space. And just remind you, if you haven't yet grabbed your free spot with me to get your aligned messaging breakthrough, you can visit the show notes for the link. There's only a couple of spots left right now in May. So if it calls to you and you're ready to elevate your messaging to attract your most aligned clients ever, I cannot wait to speak with you soon. To your Inspired Action Week. Take care. Bye now. Bye.